When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tua in the gun by himself, wants to throw it, is back, throws it over the middle, the pass is pulled in. Steelers miss a tackle, they miss another, and that is Mostert grinding inside the 25 down to about the 21-yard line. Cam Sutton finally hauls him down. Well, that was Billy making the call. Raheem Mostert, who was a 100 and 200 meter sprint champion at Purdue, Big 12 champ at Purdue. So you know this guy's got some. He's got uh, uh, speed ability. You know what I'm talking speed about. Speed ability. Absolutely. You know you can't coach speed, brother. Yeah, uh, you cannot. You know, and here's here's the fact of the matter. Though though he caught a pass there in that example, uh, 16 for 79 yards. Uh, 12, 12 was his longest run, but he averaged almost five yards a crack. Cool. And that was a little disheartening to me. That was ugly. Okay. Yeah. That was just, that was ugly. It was, uh, I thought they could have tightened up the running game a little bit. And here's the thing about it. And that's something else you got to talk to, to Arthur about the thing the the Mike Tomlin said going into the game, look out because this play action passing attack here is awesome. I mean, this is, this is really a tough cookie to, to to break here the 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 uh you know the play action passes you gotta ask like what does that do to a linebacker well you saw it especially in that first quarter where they're able to draw those linebackers up then suddenly be able to get the ball to Gasecki or whoever uh, uh you got the Tyreek Hill running over the middle that sort of thing but once they started getting the defense falling back on their heels now you come forward Mostert coming with hammering away at five yards a whack yeah you know so it's a really it's a it's a push and pull type of thing going on and I know that Arthur would give you a good inside view of what's going on in a, in a linebackers you know Gord when he's confronted with that, that type of play action especially with the east-west type of thing you got the jet motion you got the fake going one way then suddenly you're you're handing off the other way then suddenly you give a fake to either and you look to the weak side and you 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 watch a linebacker you you move the safeties and the linebackers with your eyes and then come back to the other side and hitting a window on the other side of the ball so all that rolled into one means you got issues, you got problems. Tua Tagovailoa was it was really on his p's and q's last night early on. Yeah, 
I mean, especially early on. You know, Wolf, I'm, I'm looking at this now. I'm, I'm looking at the uh, the game book here. You know, at halftime, I don't know if you remember this. Our, our, I was our, eating uh, lem- key lime pie at halftime. Our, uh, our brilliant statistician, Denny Postufka, yes. uh, pointed this out to, to all of us at the, at the end of the second quarter. At halftime, Miami had 10 first downs. The Steelers had one. Mm-hmm. You want to know what that, 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 those numbers finished at? The Steelers finished with 19 first downs right. and Miami with 17. Yes. So from 10 to 1 to 19 to 17, that obviously shows that the offense started to, to move the ball and figure it out more in the second half. But at the same time, the Steelers' defense, after, again, a particularly rocky first quarter where they gave up points on the first three possessions, yep. right? Touchdown, field goal, field goal. Th- there's, There's – Things there to be encouraged by. Now, again, you weren't able to get after Tua enough. You left some turnovers on the field, and I think you would have liked to be better, certainly against Mostert in the run game in some of those key instances. Um, but, man, it's just – this really is – it's a unique show. I mean, it's a, it's a unique game to break down because there there was plenty of good and, and certainly plenty of bad and ugly – um, but yeah, just looking at it from the standpoint of 16 carries for 79 yards, um, that's that's a little too heavy in the average in the run game for Miami, certainly. No question about it. Now, it's interesting that, you know, you got 19-17 as far as the first downs. You look at the third downs, right? The Steelers converted 4-14 and so did the so Dolphins. Did the Dolphins. Yep. But the Steelers converted only 3-6 in the first half. And then the Dolphins, four of nine. So you the know, Dolphins didn't convert a single third down in the second half. Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, it was it was not good. And the Steelers were only one of, what, eight in the second half. Correct, so, yeah. Uh, so, which tells you that they were pushing it downfield more, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, so Kenny, doing what Kenny's doing, and he's developing that ability, you know, to scramble, get down the field. I love his his mobility. And his the way he keeps his eyes downfield, he's looking to get it down the field. No, no question about it. And uh, I like the fact that he can he can tuck it and go so very easily. But certainly, you know, again, he's going to go back. He's going to look at this tape. He's going to go over and over. And then he's going to put on, uh, you know, he's going to put on the the old practice uni and go out there and <laughs> got to throw that rock around and do the things that he's got to do to get better. But I expect him to get better. The offensive line. It's coming along. There was a couple there that it was unfortunate. Um, you know, again, I, with with uh, Dan Moore, that's an unfortunate circumstance there. What the steal? What would they get? Um, they give up a sack here. I'm they did. Around. Yeah. Yes, but I think yeah. just one. Yeah, I think it was only one, to my knowledge. But the disheartening thing. Uh two, two. They two? gave up two. Okay. Yep. Yep. Now that that's that's more disheartening. <laughs> <laughs> that's two times disheartening. Two but, times. Yes. Uh, but what really bugged me was the fact they didn't get Tua. Yeah. You know, Tua is not a runner. He's I not. Mean, I couldn't believe it. He came into the game w- with only one yard rushing. Yeah, and he finished with 15 in this game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, Tua, I, I for whatever reason, I had uh, Lamar Jackson in mind when I'm thinking of Tua. Right, or maybe, you know, Josh Allen, one of yeah. those those type of guys. You're right. Uh, and And you know what is, you know, worrisome whatever term you want to use in that regard now that I'm thinking back on it it's not like at least we said ah man they had a bunch of times he just got away I mean I can I can think of one time off the top of my head here 
on 90 minutes of sleep that the, yeah. that the, that the Steelers should have had Tua down for a sack and he was able to, to get out of the pocket. You're talking and, about and Highsmith? And, yes. And he ran a out twist. Of yeah. But that's that's one time. Yes. They, they, they Yeah, they, they did not do enough uh, to get in his gourd, to get in his grill. And imagine, I mean, Wolf, he threw three or four turnover-worthy throws. Oh, there's no question. W- without a ton of pressure. Imagine if they would have been able to dial that up, um, what that would have looked like. And I will also say this for Tua. You know, uh, he's a brave dude, strong dude. But when you go head first, uh, running oh the ball like goodness. that. Oh, my goodness. Wasn't that surprising? I, yes, Coming I, off of those concussions, he goes yeah. right into Devin Bush. I got I got I to admire him. You know, the guy's got moxie. He's got courage. He's yeah. leading the team. And he's saying, hey, look, you know, I know that this whole thing, this whole Sunday night thing, you, you, the underlying story in the whole part, in my mind, was Tua coming back, and everybody's remembering the horrific circumstances that led up to him, you know, uh, having to take a couple of week rests there, uh, and you got Kenny having gotten donkerated too, and so you got all this story on concussions coming up, and here is like saying, hey, look, you know, I know I know what everybody's thinking, I got to protect myself, I got to slide, I got to do this and that, and he comes out and drops the shoulder and, and runs into somebody, I forgot who tackled him that one time. But it it was there was no question that he was making a statement right there to his team and to himself about I'm back and I'm not I'm not going to play scared. Absolutely, and you know I I think that that galvanized those guys early on. I mean, again, you know Miami those first three drives they were moving the football. They 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 certainly were. They got into the red zone on their first two drives. They get ten points. Um, then a seven-play, thirty-yard drive to to get the other field goal, thirteen nothing early. You know, I think I, I said this at the at the start of the show about an hour ago, I think. But we're kind of all in the broadcast booth looking around, like, oh man, you know, could this be another Buffalo? Could they give up 35, 38 points here? And the good news is, you know, you were able to, to clamp down on that. Um, but the other side is, as much as I'm, a, uh, I'm not blaming the defense at all. I, I saw some people doing that as well, too. Oh, they didn't get any of those interceptions. Oh, they didn't sack Tua. Listen, when you, uh, when you give up three points for the final 47 minutes of a game, I'm not going to crush you or, or act like the, the fault is yours. Um, they want some of those plays back without a doubt, but I think the defense, they certainly did enough to, to give the Steelers offense a chance. Um, but, man, it, it does feel like – Maybe maybe just getting your hands on Tua once or twice um, would have would have changed that football game. Well, here's the thing about it: you got the mini Vikes in town last week, right? Get Zooks, mm-hmm. they dropped them five times, yeah. and well, I'm sorry, it wasn't it wasn't Tua, but they well, dropped true, a quarterback true. five times and hit him another thirteen. Uh, are you kidding me? And you and I, you and I talked about on Friday, didn't yes. we? How if you really want to point out a weakness with this Dolphins team, it, it feels like it's the offensive line. And they just they just weren't able to to capitalize on that like we would have hoped. No, exactly so. And that was the frustrating thing. You know, the biggest things in my mind are the fact that defensively speaking, uh, when, you, when you talk about disappointed, all right, disappointed that we didn't get amount of better pass rush. I'm disappointed we didn't do a better job on Raheem Mostert. I'm disappointed that we weren't able to squeeze the Charmin, shall we say, on four opportunistic. Uh, I, moments when they could have intercepted mm-hmm. the ball you know those are the biggest fallacies in my mind defensively speaking off the top of my very flat head here because <laughs> I you know again as we're kind of like mumbling stumbling and rumbling through there our memories that you know we're, are so cloudy right now but you know what um it's 
again, there there are things here that they got to grow from. You've got to keep going and moving forward. Uh, I was encouraged by the fact that T.J. Watt had a 40-minute workout before the game uh, and, and, and uh, looked pretty good. Um, and that he may not be too far away from being, yep. you know, activating that 21-day window and get back out there. Just his mere presence on the field, what that means to the Steelers is is twofold. The leadership and the big play opportunities that he brings with him, plus the attention that the opposing offensive coordinators give to this guy means a whole lot because there are other people surrounding him in support of him who benefit off the fact that he becomes such a major feature in the eyes of an opposing offensive coordinator. Yeah, no, that that's, that's well said by you. And that's, that's, you know, that, it, that's the good. It, it It's tough. That's part of the good. Yeah. It's, it, it is tough. Don't like part of, part of this is, it's it's tough in a way to point out the good, isn't it? Because you know you've still lost what five five or would it be four year four year last five right or five year last six whatever it yep. is you felt like in a lot of ways you did let that one get away. You know maybe the defense is just one more play away from a victory. Um, you know maybe just a, a one more connection with with Pickett and Deontay or Pickens or Fryermuth there at the end, and you're able to escape with a one point win, and you're you know flying back home th- saying, "Man, we really stole one down there in Miami." But you you have to have some context with all this stuff as well too, and I you know that's what I I hope we're at least doing a decent Absolutely. job here this morning of doing. Well, the context is again, you know, it, it comes from the fact that if if you had to live this, you understand that it's a different mindset than being a fan, you know, and that's just part and parcel of what you got to do. And you, because of the fact you're surrounded by ex players, <laughs> you got no choice. Yeah. You got to learn how it's done. You know, and and so you ha- have to adopt the same sort of mentality because that's just the nature of the beast and the, the atmosphere of the office you work in, and and certainly, you know, it's not being. You can't sit there and just say, "Well, everything's lottie down fine." No, of course not. But at the same time, you can drive yourself into hyper criticality for lack of a better term <laughs> all right but you can drive yourself into those dark areas where you see everything is being so wrong and, and frustrating that and you know you got to reload turn around you got to grieve for 24 hours and then you got to get back on the horse and ride and that's where the Steelers are going to be and where they have to be because again as I've told you there the, the NFL waits for nobody and I know what it's like to be one and eight at the turnaround. It's awful. It's just awful. You you go you you spend more time going through drive through than anything else. You know because you just don't want to. You don't even want to have to talk about it. Yeah. But when you turn it around and it takes just stacking a couple wins, and you get old Mo running downhill, then Gadzooks you, you get all fired up because good times can be prevalent in those moments. You start bringing them back, and the young players start growing throughout the season and that's how you come together with the with the veterans of course but that's how you come together as a team and things start to accelerate and the learning process occurs because every year is a journey unto itself every year is a learning process for each and every member on that team and every year is is going to be different there's no question about it and it just is what it is right now and what is right now is the fact that we got to take a break <laughs> and we're going to come back with more right here in the locker room wolf and wes ninjas all over the place right here we'll be back on SNR 
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We got 10 games left. That's all we can control. Um, you know, uh, how, how much can we get better in 10 games? Um, take one game at a time, but um, we have to absorb this. Uh, can't run from it. We got to grow from it. And that's Captain Cam, and he's laying down the law. That's the locker room law. That's the mantra. All right? How, how much can we get better? I like when I hear Cam talk because he is straightforward, tells the truth. He doesn't paint rosy pictures. He says it like it is. And for the naysayers to sit there and talk about, uh, you know what? He's telling you the truth. Okay? It's about getting better. You got 10 games to do so. You can't sit here and lick your wounds all, all week long, you got to come back and be of a strength, a strong-minded individual to go back out on the practice field, get your work in for three days, and then buckle up and be ready to go into Philly and put a cheesesteak right in their schnozzola. <laughs> all right? That's what you got to do. I mean, going to Philly is not going to be easy. What would you say? When was the last time the Steelers won Philly? 1965. Wesley, you weren't even born. I wasn't even close to being born. <laughs> you weren't even a gleam in your daddy's eye. I wasn't even close. My parents weren't even married yet, Wolf. My parents weren't even in college yet. Good heavens, man. Yeah. That is a ways back. And I was yeah, sitting there as a, a seven-year-old, you know? I was already, I was already on my way to playing offensive line because I ran through a screen door head first when I was a little when I was a little kid. Well that explains a lot. Yeah, that pretty much yeah, that'll tell you everything you need to know about me. <laughs> just just ask my wife. As, as, my, as I tell my wife all the time, baby, it's it's not easy being me. And she'll look at me lovingly and say, yes, honey, and it's it's not too difficult either. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's my girl. <laughs> My faith, she knows me pretty well. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, so moving right along here. You know, uh, you look at the, the opportunity that, that lay ahead of you right now. I mean, you still, you're still you 2-5. and five. It's really tough. But, again, you focus on one at a time. It can get overwhelming if you look at p- past one. Sure. You know, and when you are in the midst of a, a, a kind of a gut-wrenching first seven games, such as the Steelers are, you know, it's one thing when you're seven and zero and everybody's, you know, uh, having fun and it's a good time. It's another thing when, uh, you know, you're you're four and three, and you got your head above water, you know, and you're battling in the midst of your your division. But here you are sitting at the bottom of the AFC North with Cleveland. Um, this doesn't feel good, and nobody there is happy. Two and five says we're not happy. You're not coming into work, and you're not going uh, through your day with a. You know, just all smiles and giggles and everything like that. No, you're you're not happy. Uh, you want to bring that happiness home, and the only way to do that is getting to work, getting the work done, being there, getting it with a win, and that just makes everything. You know, winning covers up so much sense. Certainly does, and you know, again, not not to look too far ahead, but this kind of coincides with what you're saying here. I. I know the Eagles are undefeated. I know the Steelers never win there. But it wouldn't surprise me if they went to Philly and won next. That's that's what this team does a lot of times. That's been one of the um, you know, the signatures of Mike Tomlin over his 16 years in Pittsburgh as well, too. Just when everybody starts to write the team off is when they put in that, that type of winning performance, just like you saw against Tampa Bay a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, things, things can change quick. And 
again, I don't I don't want to sit here and 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 you know make it sound like oh yeah you just you get one win and you're back on track and you're you're gonna win the division all these different things, but there is there is some context here, and and you can play good football, you can feel better about this team, you can grow in a lot of regards on offense and defense over these next ten games, like Cam Hayward said, and maybe you look up at the end of the year and it's still not where you want to finish. But there's still plenty. There's still plenty of meat on the bone in terms of growth and feeling better about the you know the long term future of this team. Exactly. So <clears throat> you know, in part and parcel, of what I was trying to say is said so much better by Mika Fitzpatrick, per uh, Dale Lolly, who wrote a great column about ten thoughts on Steelers.com. But let me quote Mika here. He says it is frustrating, but we are doing good things. All right, this is the point in the season. And I really believe this, okay? This is me talking here. Now I'm going to pick up with Mink again. This is the point in the season where you could either come together, come closer and let it bind us together and move forward and just start stacking wins, or we can let it hurt us and start pointing fingers. Good teams are going to come together in times like this. It's going to be interesting to see where the Steelers move from here. I think this can be a good team. I think they have the elements of being a very good team. I look at the fact that in the last two games, what did you have? You have your defense has given up 18 and 16 points. Yeah. You know, there there are some reasons to be, op, you know, to be uh uh, you know, optimistic about what's coming. But at the same time, you understand that this is a delicate balance and if anybody starts with a finger pointing, believe you me, things can go south faster than I don't know, a jet traveling south like we were <laughs> going this weekend because I, th- things can fall apart rapidly if guys are just keep your mouth shut keep your business in the locker room what you see here what you say here what you do here stays here when you leave here and if you got to say anything you say it just to your teammates right and you keep it there and you do not do not start bleeding in public yeah and, I, and i'm not worried about that wolf I, they've got enough leadership in that locker room um and that's you know that's been and I a, would agree with that yes that's been another one of the things too they're I mean again you know no losing seasons for the Steelers since what 2003 so it, they haven't been in a ton of dire situations over the last you know 20 years but they were two and six about a decade ago under Mike Tomlin 2014 I believe it was they they started the year two and six um if Mike Tomlin was ever going to lose a team, lose a locker room, have things, the finger pointing things like that happen, it, it feels like that would have been the moment. Mm-hmm. Instead, they go six and two in their final uh, eight games and, and gave themselves a shot the last week of the season to still have a playoff opportunity. It didn't work out, but they were still playing for the playoffs the final week of the season after a two and six start. That's one area where I'm I'm confident in this team. Um they might be, they certainly are, frustrated and upset. There might be some emotions running high in that locker room, um, but I don't think they're going to lose the plot. I don't think they're going to start playing the blame game or doing any finger-pointing um, because, you know, with guys like Cam Hayward and, and Mike Tomlin, I just I just don't see that being the case. Yeah, I, I, I don't either. But, you know, I like the fact that they're talking about it because yep. one way to make sure that you head this thing off is to make sure that you point it out. This this is something that can tear us apart, fellas. All right, so we don't go there. And that, of course, comes down to leadership, and it starts with Mike Tomlin, and it it, it comes down through, uh, everything goes through Cam Hayward. You know, and I love the fact that you got such stalwart leadership such as those two guys because you need that. In times like these, man, a rocky ship. You know, I go back to 88 with Chuck Knoll. You know, and I'll tell you, flat out, Chuck kept that from being just a complete 
explosion of a season. We were, we were five and eleven. I mean, that's bad, bad. But you know what? It could have been worse. Yeah, it could have been much worse. And it was just the sheer force of personality of Coach Knoll making sure that everybody was still engaged. He didn't lose the locker room. He didn't lose the locker room at all. Um, he simply, you know, pushed us to get better and keep working at it, of which, you know, we, we were. And we won three out of our last four games, which I thought would have really led up to a nice 89 season, <laughs> which it did become because we were just, again, one uh, one drop pass short of the AFC championship game in 89. But certainly when we started off losing 51 to nothing and 42 to 10, everyone's going, hmm, ha, what's going on here? Hmm, ha. Yeah. There was, you think there would be some finger pointing. You, you finish 88, winning three out of the last four in a 5 and 11 year, but you got some old Mo rolling towards the finish line there. And then you pick up in 89, you come out with those two. Ooh. Phew. Yeah, El Stinko, man. You know what? Now that now that you're laying that out there, I. <laughs> What's that? You ready for this situation? That I I'm gonna make a prediction for you. Here. Okay. All right. Well. All right. All right. Especially if things don't go the Steelers' way this upcoming weekend in Philadelphia. Okay. A lot of people are gonna be punting on this season, right? Sure. Ah, well, you're two and six. It's done and dusted. Yeah, maybe you can come back and finish close to 500, but you're not going to make the playoffs. You're not going to win the division, so on and so forth. Then you're going to get to the bye week. You're going to have some time to reset, do some self-scouting, hopefully get T.J. Watt back in in, in that time period as well, too. Right. Kenny Pickett and the offense are going to continue to grow. Pickett, Pickens, Fryermuth, Deontay, all these guys. Najee Harris, hopefully a little bit healthier as well, too. Offensive line going to continue to improve. And then down the stretch, the Steelers will stack some wins. They'll they'll you know they'll they'll have a stretch where they win four out of five or, or something like that. And those same people who were punting on the season and talking all kinds of junk <laughs> will be like, "What are they doing? They're just hurting their draft position. Why are they winning games oh, now?" Please, I'm, please, don't I'm, do I'm, that. I'm 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 telling you, that's my prediction right now. And I just. Again, if you know anything about the Steelers, about the Rooney family, about the way that things were under Kevin Colbert and, and Mike Tomlin and now with Omar Khan and Bill Cower as well, too, there's no such thing as punting on a season. You only get 17 games a year. You're going out there to win all those games. That's the culture that you're setting. It'll just be – it'll be funny because I, I do think down the stretch – you get T.J. Watt back. The offense continues to grow. The schedule is a, is a little bit easier. Uh, you get more games at home than you have on the road. Uh, this this team at some point is going to stack some wins this season, and it'll just be funny to me. The people that are like, no, 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 not now. We don't want you to win now. Just get a better draft pick. <laughs> oh, I hate that. You know, the goal is to win the game. You play to win the game. Especially, That's what it is. Especially, again, in the NFL where you only get 17 a year. I mean, there's there's jobs, there's careers, there's futures and contracts on the line every single snap. You know, the one thing that I just <sighs> irritates me when people talk about shelving a season, is, do you know what it does to the fighting spirit of a man? That's, sit there and that's go. The thing. Are you you kidding me? You're telling me that you're gonna do what you want to do is is to tank the season to get a better draft. That I can't even. I can't even. I, yeah. It just makes no. I, I can't even. Too, I can't even put words to it. Especially too, Wolf. Like people act like the draft is an exact science. Well, oh, if you end up with a top ten pick or a top five pick, you're gonna get a good player. I mean, 
That's not always the case. There's, no, it's not always the case. There's plenty of, of early, you know, top five, top ten, first overall draft busts or, you know, guys who just don't end up being what they thought that they were going to be. Um, and at the same time, you get your TJ Watts at the very end of the first round, right? Uh, that, to me, especially in football, is always funny. Hey, look, it's baseball. You play 162 games. If you have a couple out there where it's not your best effort, and it's it's probably not going to cost you. In the NFL, where it's only 17 games and every snap, every play, every rep is on tape and and again dissected at nauseum, that's just not that's just not an attitude that you want to permeate. That's not something you want as part of your culture. Oh, there's, there's absolutely. I mean, it, it just it, it there's three things between my era and here that are just so different, and and, and it exists outside the Steelers. Uh, you know, the clubhouse, man, is number one is fire sale. Never heard of fire sale yeah. back in my day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Seriously. You know, you're going you're gonna to move players and, and dump them to be able to, which led to tanking the season, right? And the third thing is business decisions on, on the field. Those three business things. Business decisions. Yeah. Oh, that just, if I, if I had mouthed the words to Joe Green, I made a business decision on the field and didn't, didn't get a block or, or run down, whatever. You know, I can't even imagine what the beatdown would have been. <laughs> he would have made a business decision to take your head off. Yeah. He, would have, he would have made a business decision to go to jail. Yeah, that, that could have been. That could have been. Oh, my goodness. You think about that. Oh, okay. Wait, Wolf, you're having a business decision here? All right. Well, I've decided to take your head off. How's that for business? Here, as, as, as Heinz would say, you got to take your hat off and give it to him. I'm going to take your head off and hand it to you. How's that? Oh, that wouldn't have, that wouldn't have gone well for me. That's for sure. Oh, no, it, no, it would not have. It certainly would not have. No, you're right. Those those things absolutely have changed. There's no fire sales. There's there's no business decisions back in uh, oh. back in back in your time. At least not certainly not compared to now. Oh. And, and we aren't going to tank today. All right, because we're going to come back after this and wrap this up, put a little bow on the thing. And you know what? You you were going to get ready to roll this weekend to go, to go into Philly and uh, again, you know, do put put uh, put a loss on the Philly Eagles. That's what we need to do. That's what solves things. So, anyhow, I'm a little I'm a little uh, randy this morning. I'm a little, you know, rrr, you know, what can I say? But I you know, I would like to get a cheesesteak. That would that would be that would be. Oh, nice. you and me both. Well, maybe we'll, we'll have to work on that through the week here. We will. You know, the only issue is going to be when we land Saturday. The Phillies are going to be playing in the World Series, so oh, it's it's yeah. going to be chaos there in yeah. Philadelphia. But oh we'll, yeah, that's right. We'll we'll, we'll find ourselves a cheesesteak. We'll don't see. Worry. We'll see what we can do with a cheesesteak and that. You know what I mean? All right, let's take a break. We'll come back with more. You're listening to Wolf Starks and the Ninjas with with uh, Wesley sitting in for Max, who's Somewhere in between, what, Miami and Phoenix. Yeah, exactly so. We'll be back more SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
I hope so, man, because I'm, I'm, I, I feel like the sky's the limit. I feel like we, we got a nice, pretty cool opponent coming in next, next week that we got to go to against Philly. That'll be nice to spoil them and get this thing on the road, get a bye week going and get our minds right. I, I think, I think the sky's the limit. I see a lot of positive things from my offense. I see a lot of positive things from our defense. I, I think we can be a really good team. And I believe that was Miles Jack. Did I get that right, Wesley? Okay, Miles Jack. Giving you a little insider info after a game, what his mindset is. And that's exactly what the players need to have, is a mindset that is determined to right the ship and come around. There's no, there's just no, you know, there's no easy method by which to turn a season around. It's a commitment of all the men on board getting better by 1% or 2% a week, a day, being able to up their game overall. And Chuck Noll was a big believer and always talked about that teamwork was not necessarily a 50 50 uh, uh, sort of, uh, you know, deal that, you know, one side may carry the other for a period of time. And you have seen that historically throughout the Steelers' history, where either the offense or defense has risen at certain times to yeah. be able to overcome some of the deficiencies that they were, ha- you know, having. But the fact is, there's, <laughs> you know, I always, I love the, what, what was it Rocky? I can't remember. It was Rocky one? Was it Rocky two? Was it Rocky three? Was manager dead? Was he alive? Um, but Nick. When, when Rocky was with the Apollo Creed, he kept going. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. Right. You know. And the fact is, it's got to be today. And each day that God gives you another fresh start on the day is a day to get better, to improve, and to work at it. And that's. That's what I, you know, I love to, I love to cheer these guys on when I, when I talk to them and see them just because having lived through it in my 12 years, I want, I would say that, you know, we came right after the, Tunch and I pretty much led the demise of the Steelers <laughs> Super Bowls into the 80s, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no easy way to put that, you know? It is what it is. You know, you see Max, you know, oh, I got my Super Bowl ring and all that. Oh, that's so wonderful. That's so nice. You, you got know? there. You got there right as the dynasty was coming to an end, Wolf. Yep. Yep. It's like my dad said, boy, your timing was never good. good not timing. when you were born, good not time. when you went to the NFL. Like I had a choice, Dad, right? Oh, all that's right. funny. No that's doubt. funny. No No, doubt, but here's the thing. You know, the mindset is so very important, and I like what I hear coming from the guys because when you have similar voices speaking, you have strength. That strength in numbers builds. You got people turning the ship around. Otherwise, you know, it's one of those dismal de-escalations into, uh, you know, just a a season lost, and that's that would be unfortunate. I don't think anybody inside those four walls of the locker room is going to at all be able to, you know, sit back and say, uh, this season's lost. I think you got some fighters. And historically, the culture of that locker room, again, is always when they got a chip on their shoulder, when yeah. they got their backs to the wall, they respond the best. And I look forward to seeing how they respond. I'm not always saying that it's going to be a win is, is, is the best response, but I want to see the fight. I want to see the improvement. I want to see the guys pulling together and doing the things that they're capable of doing. That's why they're professional football players. That's why they're Pittsburgh Steelers. That's that's perfectly said by you. You're absolutely right. And that, you know, like that, that might sound. I don't know. Maybe to some of the people that are listening right now, that sounds phony in a way. But I promise you, it's not coming from Wolf, someone who spent what a baker's dozen years in the National Football League and has been around. What's a baker's dozen? Thirteen. You know, I mean, well, I went twelve. Okay, 
Oh, I thought, I for some reason, I thought you were 13. No, okay. no, no. Okay. I went, 12 was probably three too many. Do you know how that start? You know how that, that turn? <laughs> That's what I wanted to ask you. How, where did you get the term Baker's Dozen? All right. So I, I've got a little history here for Ooh, you. Like Have this. you ever heard of Loafer's Bread Company in Wexford? Loafer's? Yes. Okay. So I, I went to church growing up with the guy, the Croakers, Mr. and Mrs. Croker, who were the people who started loafers the the owners okay. the owners and the and the people who started it because this is a whole grain bread and everything right and it's, I mean, fan, it's, it's fantastic yeah. yeah i remember it's that. It's, it's some of the best bread in the city for sure there's one in wexford and there's one in cranberry um the mr croker told me this when i was younger like back in the day um bagel makers they would have certain quotas that they would have to hit from right. their from their bosses like you have to sell so many bagels you know uh, per day per week so to help hit their quota, when people would come in and order a dozen bagels, they would give them an extra one. No kidding. Because that helped them. You know, if you've got 30 people who are coming in and getting a dozen bagels, you give out, you know, an extra donut to all of them. Okay, well, all of a sudden you moved 30 more bagels that day. It looks better on paper. So that's where uh, that's where the baker's dozen came well, into play. Well, why couldn't we do that with pizza? You know, a baker's dozen pizzas. You know, there you go. You got a whole pizza. You got another one. There's the wolf we know and love. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you this, too. Just to piggyback off of what you said there real quick, though. Yes. Uh, from my perspective, and I'm 31 years old. I'll be 32 here in a couple months. The Steelers haven't been bad, Wolf, since I was 12. I mean, they, they haven't had a losing season since I was 12 years old. Wow. I know a lot of the fans that are my age, that are in their 30s, that are in their 20s, that haven't witnessed really, and I'm using air quotes here, bad Steelers football, right? A losing team. I, I, know, I, I know the standard is the standard, and I know you have such high expectations, and that's a good thing. That's part of the culture that the Steelers organization has built. You would much rather have it be that way than, you know, to be the, a fan of the Lions or the Jets or the Browns or, or somebody like that. Right. But I'm telling you right now, this is when your medal is really tested. When your team's down, when they're when they're not having the type of season that you wanted to have. I'm not saying you have to accept it and smile and be happy about it. But I promise you right now, if you take it on the chin, if you're still along for the ride, it's much more rewarding on the other side. I, 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 I Absolutely. Know, I know that, Wolf, from... I mean, you know this. Anybody who's listened to the show for more than Moats and I for more than five minutes knows this. I, I'm a WVU guy, right? I, I grew up a WVU fan. That's where you I went bleed, to college. Uh, Rocky Mountain High. I, I, I uh, WVU is like the one team in my life that I am unabashedly a fanboy of. I'm a homer. I'm emotional. All right, like I'm, I'm not a professional at all. I scream and yell at the TV just like you do for the Steelers. WVU's had a lot of bad seasons in my lifetime. They've had mm. some good ones too, and I promise you. If you're if you're locked in, if you're loyal the whole way, when it comes back around, it's more enjoyable to you than than the Fairweather fans, than those who jump on and off the bandwagon. Yeah, the Steelers fans right now who are done with this team for the year, when the Steelers are inevitably good again, they'll enjoy it, but they won't enjoy it as much as you do if you're th- if you're there through thick and thin, right. if you're there the whole way uh, around and you never waver in that regard. And I know that's Easier said than done. Again, for a lot of Steelers fans, my age in particular, who have never experienced a, a, this before, but 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 don't jump ship, don't don't lose the plot. All right, stay locked in because I promise you, when it comes back around, it will be rewarding. That's well said as well. 
By golly, you're making sense even when we can't think of <laughs> the next thing we're going to talk about because we're a little brain clouded. Ha <laughs> 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 yes, ho ho. Oh, now go away or <laughs> I will touch, touch you, you a second, second time. time. There you go. I like it. Well, that's 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 the fact, Jack, is what, you know, I always like to, to that's say. That's the fact, Jack. Thank that's you. And if people don't understand the extreme relation between Stripes and the locker room, it all boils down to the fact in 84 when Stripes came out, we Tunch and I went to watch it about 15 times during training camp because all we wanted Just to do was the sit the air conditioning. <laughs> That's exactly it. So we had all the all uh, you know all the lines were down uh, down pat. We'd repeat these things all the time to each other out on the practice field. Well, anyhow. Wesley, I want to thank you for jumping in for Max. I appreciate it as always. It's fun as always. Absolutely. It's just a great time. Steelers fans, stay tuned. You got more. You got Weston Moats coming up, and you got the Godfather, and you got all kinds of goodies and and dead gummit. You got (laughs) to pull it together, folks. Hang in there. It's going to get better. That I can tell you. And we'll be back with more starting tomorrow as we start to shift our focus towards the Philly Eagles and cheesesteaks. Why not? Be back. See ya. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.